Hello and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Uh, my name is Dave Dunning. We're coming to you after Leeds United 1, Liverpool 1. Um, we're going to take a run through the game. We're going to discuss what this means for, for Liverpool's top four chances. Um, we're going to leave any European Super League slash Champions League formats talk for um, a pod we'll bring to you on, let me see when will that be, probably Wednesday afternoon. So um, we're going to try and steer clear of it just for tonight um, and focus purely on the game. So to discuss the game, I've got Jay Reid in Liverpool. Jay, how are we after that? Uh, a bit flat. Um, we'll get into it, but I feel like it's it's two points dropped in the in a game that we probably should have had the free home and hose after about 60 minutes. But yeah, it just feels like a missed opportunity in, in the, the race for the top four that we were, were certainly in. But who knows whether we'll be in it in a week or two's time. Yeah, yeah. It was a point we really couldn't afford to lose. Looking at the league table, it was a, an opportunity missed. Um, I've also got Neil Patterson of Berlin, Chief. Are you feeling similar? Yeah, I think um, flat's probably probably the the right word. Like I thought we were, we, I mean Jay's right. We should have been home and host, and even then I thought we were, you know, going to hang on and and just get the one nil. And to be pegged back is annoying, but sure, we'll get into it now. Yeah, and finally I have Andy Bell back in Liverpool, Andy. Yes, indeed, back in Liverpool. So everything's kind of. Uh, opening up here, but I only got here in September, so I've got no mates, and Jay hasn't asked me out yet, so uh, yeah, I'm just still as bored as I was two weeks ago. So yeah, looking forward to having getting stuck into this. Okay, well, we'll keep you company for tonight. Thank um, you. No problem at all, son. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, Andy. Well, listen, let's kick off. Um, team selection. Phillips is out. Fabinho drops in. Thiago comes in, and... Um, and there was a little, a little bit of a shock, probably more than a little bit of a shock. Salabian, Salabian left in the bench, but first half, I think, I think we did good first half. I think um, we we control the game. We our press is really really effective. Uh, we don't let them get out at all really. Uh, they have one chance, which is a really really loose Fabinho pass, and we should probably fashion some better clear-cut chances from the situations we created. But all in all, you know, we go in at halftime and, and we're feeling pretty good about ourselves. Yeah, definitely. I was uh, on another podcast last week and I were talking about the team and the build-up to this game. And I sort of said that, you know, I wouldn't go with all four uh, of the forwards. I'd leave one to bring off the bench. And I'd, I'd sort of mentioned Salah as the only shoe-in in, in our starting eleven right now. And obviously, he's the one that ends up getting dropped, so egg on my face. But the more and more the first half went on, um, the more and more I saw the rationale for what we were doing. Like, some of the chances in that, that we had and the football we were playing, like, I thought, I, at one genuinely, and I'm not even messing about here, at one point in that first half, I thought, oh, this has been a good half hour, like, good half hour from Liverpool, good start. And I looked up at the clock, and it was 16 minutes in. I was like, how on earth has this only been been going on for this long? It, it felt like it was such a long, sustained period of pressure. Um, so we all know kind of the way Leeds like to set up and the whole man-marking Bielsa thing, high intensity. Um, 
And I think for that, maybe Klopp was just having a bit of a think about playing his most fluent, his most fluid side. Sorry, because as good as Mo Salah's been and as 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 great as it, uh, as his numbers have been this season, he's kind of a bit of a one-trick pony in many ways. And that's not even a criticism. It was like Ian Robin; you always know what he's going to do, and you can't really stop him doing it. But if you look at the front three, obviously Firmino's an incredibly fluid player, and um, Mane can play on the left or the right, and Jota's very two-footed. I think you saw with the midfield as well with Milner in there. Like there were times in the first half where Milner was dropping into left back and Robertson was basically playing like a left winger. So there was loads of fluidity all around the park. We're pulling them all over the show. And, and first half, it was working really, really well. And as you say, probably the only regret is that, is that we weren't able to, to go in two or three nil up. Jota had a couple of chances. I thought he was lively all night. Uh, Tiago and Mane, you know, I think that's maybe Tiago's best half. Uh, of football for Liverpool Football Club so far. I thought he was really pulling the strings and was impressive. Fabinho was bombing forward from centre half at points. Mane had a good game and it was just like a, it, it was an impressive first half. And yeah, like, like always, it kind of dies down. Uh, Leeds come into the game and ultimately get their goal and probably are worthy of it because they created quite a few clear cut chances and probably just a, a, an indictment on the, the congestion of the season. It's been as, as, intense a season as, as anything I can ever remember. All the external factors and no fans and all that and uh, ultimately it's very hard to sustain that level of intensity for 90 minutes as we saw. Yeah, um, I think you're absolutely spot on there. Um, Jay, it looked as though, you know, Andy touches on a really pertinent point there. I think um, there has been a long season, it has been a congested season, but I think what we maybe saw there was leads in all of their physical glory um, because the longer the game went on the more dominant they became and they just looked fitter quicker sharper everything everything we looked in the first half they became um, and we did look to, we did look to start to toil a little bit and uh, they also you know they haven't had the midweek game um, they haven't had that disappointment but it looked as though we'd shrugged that off immediately but second half you know almost Almost immediately, they really assume control of the game um, and start to make life really difficult for us and put the two centre halves under a lot of pressure. And I think second half, you know, neither of them play particularly well, I don't think. Um, I think the midfield starts to struggle. Um, I think Robertson's great for about 75 and then his head just seems to go completely for me. So, you know, I... I don't know. Is is this? Is, do you think that's all it was? Do you think it was fitness? Do you think it was energy? Do you think it was was fatigue? Or I think it's, think a, some, it's probably a bit of all. And for me, again, Klopp isn't isn't an excuse and blame because he's got the option to change it. And I think I put a message in the group about sixty five minutes in, saying the midfield looks flat. We need some fresh legs. And I think. Not too long after, he brought Ox on, and it sort of looked like he went like four four two and put Milner onto the left hand side and Ox, Ox to the right. The last ten minutes was it? At, well, who, who come on first? Salah. Salah comes on. Salah yeah. comes on. I think sixty seven or something like that. Sixty eight. I, I was that lost in the, the time, in the time, but yeah, but we, need, thought, we needed I, about sixty five seventy minutes. Bobby was was done. Milner, oh, I, as as good as Milner can be. He, he is, he's 60 minutes, 65 minutes, and he just gets slower and slower. And 
he was a credit to himself tonight in his performance, but I just thought that at that point in the game, you could see Leeds were, were in the ascendancy and the midfield was gone. Thiago was getting slower. He was lunging into tackles. How he didn't get a yellow card, I don't know tonight. Um, but we just needed some fresh legs and I think the options off the bench were probably Keita, Shaqiri, Oxley, Chamberlain. He could have brought us on. I mean, none of them are in great form, but at least you could say like we'll get on there for 20 minutes and run around and maybe just give us a fresh pair of legs. And as I, as I say, with, with Bobby, we we love the stuff he does, but I think there was one point where the ball got played up to him and he fell over and he, he was sat there for four or five seconds. He, he didn't want to get up because you could tell he was done. Um, and Klopp should have known with, with the Bielsa side that they're going to go right to the final whistle. And as you said, that their fitness was proven. Um and it could just be the the mental physical effects of a long season and a lot of players have played a lot of minutes and we've not really used the whole squad unless it's been a centre half. Um and it just looked like it was the inevitable was gonna happen. And at one point when Bamford hit the bar it was well maybe we're gonna get lucky and we're gonna get out of this with a one nil a bit like I think it was Wolves. Uh, when Jossa scored just before half time and they come on in the second half and we got away with a 1-0 and you just thought well maybe we're just going to do it but you, you can't deny Leeds the point at the end of the day they, they were much better in the second half and I'm sure Neil will get into it that we, we had many a chance that we could have put away and the game as we said should have been well out of their hands by 65-70 minutes really but yeah, it's just one of them. We've we've seen it before. We know we know what's going to happen, and I think I speak on behalf of everyone that not just the news today, but the sooner this season comes to an end, the better, because it's just been one hard, long slog. And as much as the players need the rest, I think the fans need the rest from this because it just seems like we're being put through the ringer every single week, and we're just getting no joy really out of it. Or if you do get joy, the next two or three games are always just a a downer. So. The sooner we get to the middle or end of May, whenever this is a conclusion, then the better, really. Yeah, I think I think you do speak for everybody there. There's been, I don't know. Um, I feel like I feel like Arsenal playing at Anfield now. Where you've just been traumatized so many times. You just, <laughs> <Ever>. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they even they even Arsenal weren't able even able to benefit from our our trauma this season. Um, Chief, you know, it really is, it's almost a season encapsulated in 90 minutes there. Um, the first half of the season's decent. We look almost like ourselves and then second half. But again, we we just don't stick the ball in the net enough. And second half, we, we really do fall away. Probably for the first 15 minutes, I thought, oh, wow, well, all right then, are we... Or have we actually just maybe set up to hit them on the break? Is that what we've done? And that's the plan. And then Salah comes on. And but the problem is, when we we had a number of opportunities, I think two, three on twos in our favour we had. And you know, one's a bad Firmino pass, not a bad, not a great Firmino pass. Um, one is Robertson just kicks the ball out of play when he has literally the two most lethal players in the side, either side of him, Jota and Salah, and he just pokes it behind for a goal kick. And then, you know, what is it, four, five, three, four minutes to go. Um, 
it's a goal from a set piece and it's really poor. It's re- I think it's personally, I think it's really poor from Quebec. Um, he turns and kind of jumps into the player. He doesn't attack the ball. If we're talking zonal marking, it's the, you know, Ralph always said, it's the five yards in front of you and the five yards to the five yards outside the box, which whichever way you're facing and threading his zone and, and Valverde just gets up so easily and, and nods it in. Um, and it's, it's right in the middle of the six-yard box. And it's just a stupid goal, a stupid mistake from a centre-half issue. And and then we, we we finish on this, just this apathetic downer um, after everything that's happened. So, you know, is there is there cause? Is, is this it? Is this it now for the rest of the season? Is this just what we're going to have to put up with? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's a disappointment and, and sort of Jay's right in that maybe you, I certainly thought when that hit the bar from Bamford, you know, we're going to get out of this 1-0 and we're going to be lucky. Um, but you're right, we we miss a host of chances in the first half and we miss a host of chances to create better chances. One with Genie Wijnaldum has to put Manny in and for some reason he takes extra touches and ends up hitting a shot. There's one where Mane does a has a uses the ball brilliantly, cuts inside, looks like he's made the angle and then passes to their defender instead of hitting the shot for some reason. Um there are there there are many others. There's uh Jada gets set up a lovely one by Trent and he blazes over, slices it wildly. Um Firmino, there's one in the second half, the one you mentioned, I think, where he, where he's in, and I think I don't I don't know if the ball to him is that good to be fair to him, but then he he almost tries to put it through the the defender's legs with the shot, and the defender just closes his legs, and you know there's the one that Salah should score after he comes on where he's clean through and he and he 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 sticks it wide, so chance after chance after chance, and yeah, Leeds came back into it and um, scored a. A shit goal, to be honest. A good goal from, from their point of view, a shit goal from our point of view, and it's, it's just one of them. But you stick those chances away, then then that doesn't matter, and it probably doesn't happen, you know. Um, so it is what it is. We are inconsistent. We're inconsistent uh, within the league. We're inconsistent within, within games. <laughs> We're even inconsistent within halves sometimes. So... Um, we we haven't managed to get it together yet, and and that's quite clear. We we take two steps forward and one back, one to the side, and then maybe another couple forward again. Um, so we are where we are, but I think we're still in the top four race. Um, I think uh, from the points that I mentioned many weeks ago, that the twenty four points or something, whatever it was, that the seven wins and and. Uh, or the eight wins and a draw, whatever it is, that's still on. You know, you can still go and win the next few games, and we've had a, a bit of a blip there, so maybe that's gotten that out of the system. But um, you never know with everything that's go else that's going going on around, which we're going to talk about tomorrow night. Who knows where the players' heads are at, at, at this at this stage with all the all the abuse they seem to be getting and and, and the vitriol that's coming at the club. So hopefully they can just focus and. You know we're not out of it by any stretch, um, but it's a it's a disappointing result and uh, in the in the end a disappointing performance I suppose. Certainly certainly last twenty. 
Yeah, it, it is. Um, it's Andy. It's a situation now we're in where it's not really in our own hands. Um, we had a chance to to move into fourth place in earnest. There, teams are doing us favours left, right, and centre. Chelsea have European Cup semi-finals coming up and and FA Cup finals. Um, West Ham decided to become West Ham again at the weekend, which is great for everybody to see. And I think something that's got lost in all of this kind of melee that's happened is Spurs, like as though they're in absolute chaos. Mourinho's finally got the boot, and, you know, where's their next manager come from? Nobody's really sure. So there was an opportunity there, an opportunity not. And again, we we, we, feel, the, we feel the answer to the door. Um, was there... I don't really want to ask you this question, but I'm going to do it anyway, right? Um, Phillips in Quebec <laughs> has looked decent. Fabinho looked a, kind of very frustrated figure tonight, I thought. And I don't know whether I don't know whether it was because he didn't want to be playing there. I don't know whether it was because he wasn't having a particularly good game. I think. He goes in a foray early in the first half and and Quebec did the same, stepping into midfield and carrying it into the final third sometimes. And I think that was obviously a ploy to try and deal with that man-to-man press that, that Leeds put on and try to create additional numbers in, in the middle of the park. So, you know, did that? you thought that he would actually be perfect for that, but defensively, they're, they're a little bit scrappy. Quebec is positionally... Poor, I think. I think he gets caught and has a few, as I have kind of started to notice, like a few days and Lovren moments for me. And we know that that's obviously going to happen with a centre half that has this style because he's twenty and he's inexperienced. But do do I suppose do you feel better if Phillips is beside Quebec? Because I don't really know if that partnership has legs in it. Um, with Fabinho potentially expected to be the senior, but he doesn't really want to be. Yeah, it's it's a tricky one. I don't think Phillips has actually been particularly good in the last three or four either. Um, and I'm somebody saying Phillips praise massively. I think I maybe even said in one of these podcasts that you know I wouldn't be averse to to seeing him uh, sign a new contract this summer. So yeah, I think um, listen. The way football is these days, everyone's got all angles of games to watch and analyze. And we know Bielsa is a heavily, heavily analytical coach and always has been. It was kind of like a revolutionary in, in terms of how he used video analysis in the game. And he'll have been watching uh, us play for the last few, you know, the last however many games it is. Quebec and Phillips came in. They were a new partnership and, and initially looked very good. But I think against Real Madrid, you saw that they... Um, were able to target that vertical ball over the back, kind of in between Trent and Phillips, which uh, they had a lot of joy from in the, uh, not the Bernabeu, whatever the training ground's called. And uh, the team we played the weekend after that, was that Villa or it was somebody else? Um, I think we won the game, but they were constantly trying that ball and getting joy from it as well. So I think what you're just seeing is, yeah, partially um, teams are having had a look at it and seeing where the cracks are and where they can get at us. But also, as you say, I think you make a very good point there with uh, us trying to overload the midfield. That's why I felt Milner was coming to left back because he could step into midfield and Fabinho was obviously doing the same. And 
the game seems to be going uh, a little bit like that. I've noticed a couple of patterns. Like obviously, Pep Guardiola always seems to play a centre half um, at, or sorry, a centre midfielder at left back. He obviously started with Fabian Delph. Zinchenko's played there. Uh, even Cancelo cutting in on the right foot. We've known him to, to step into midfield and kind of add well, numbers in there. Guardiola has said that previously that his dream is to have a team of 11, 11 midfielders. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and uh, like I even watched the, the Rangers Celtic game at the weekend where Rangers playing like Scott Arfield central midfielders out wide and stuff like that. So I think there is like, um, because of the way the game's gone the last 10 years with Guardiola and his influence over the game uh, and keeping the ball, numerical advantage in the midfield's a, a, a key thing. And, you know, playing a center, a center mid on, in one of the positions where they can tuck in and do kind of that auxiliary job, um, will obviously give you that. So, um, obviously that's going to leave Quebec and whoever's, well, F- uh, Fabinho in tonight's instance, that's going to leave them a bit more exposed, coupled with the fact it was a mad game. We weren't going to sit back. We were getting lots of chances. Uh, in return, they were getting lots of chances and there was always going to be a bit of pressure. And yeah, tonight, like he's, like you say, he's, uh, he's not, he, he's 20 years old. You know, we were the only team that seemed to really want him there in January. So, Throwing him into a game like that against one of the most physically, I mean, you you, know, you said harder, better, faster, stronger. Uh, all the Daft Punk lyrics seem to apply to Leeds at the minute. But yeah, games like that, it's, it's always going to be very difficult. And I think, to be honest, I know I've given him a lot of stick, but in the circumstances and what he's come into, um, certainly after the first three or four games, I think I think he's done absolutely fine. And believe it or not, like I, I wouldn't be absolutely fuming if we signed him in the summer. Uh, but I think we should sign him in one more potentially because that means you just have Fabinho as a midfielder. You account for the likes of Gomez and Matip's injuries and, and fingers crossed Virgil never never gets one again because he never really got one before this. Yeah, this is true. Um, okay, Jay. As you said, the, the game's kind of starting to get away from us. You know, we... we, we it, progressively more and more as the second half went on and you're crying out for some changes and again that this is becoming kind of a running theme um with the changes just don't ever seem to be the right ones at the minute um in fact the changes seem to make us worse and this is so contrary to last season um and the last couple of seasons actually when everything Klopp seemed to do from the bench seemed to be absolutely spot on now do you think that a, there's a few scenarios here. Is it something to do with... Or, I have a feeling a lot of subs are just planned and it's not really anything to do with, with the game at all and how the game is panning out. They're just planned and they're going to happen regardless um, to manage players' condition and fitness. Do we, just don't, do we just not have the options from the bench? And due to the injuries and the situation that we're in, and, and the other thing is, is, are there some players that just have gone past the point of trust and I'm looking at Shakiri and I'm looking at Naby Keita here yeah uh, I was just picking myself up off the floor where Andy was praising Kabach um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad they avoided you on podcasts recently <laughs> uh, I had to get that in sorry um, yeah I, well the, the Salah one especially today was that's pre preempted. Um He's left out, obviously, for a reason in terms of managing minutes. We've all, so I think it was, uh, it was left out last week. It was 
Jota was left out against Madrid. And then Bobby was left out in a game. Um, Manny's been left out in the game. So they've all had one game where they've all been left on the bench. Um, and they always seem to come on between the 60 and 70 minute mark, depending on maybe the flow of the game, the time it takes for the break in the in the play or whatever. Um, but those changes always seem to be preempted if the one of them four is left out for whatever reason or another. And then the other ones, as you say, I think it is just trust. And I mean, you can look at it twofold. You can look at it at, well, well Klopp's not giving these lads a chance to, to earn his trust because very rarely have these lads been given opportunities to start games. Or like we've seen Oxley Chamberlain tonight off the bench. I think the last time we've seen him was Wolves. Um, I don't, I don't know if he come on against Madrid because I didn't watch the game. I was in work, but like Shikiri come on against Villa I think it was for the last 10 minutes then have we seen him since no not really we probably won't see him at the weekend but we may do we might. We, we just don't know it. these lads have not got an opportunity to get any sort of rhythm and form which is what the key thing that Klopp always bangs on that the, the players need rhythm and he also dropped in like he dropped in case against Madrid it didn't work because he trained well and I think I come out on that podcast and said well it's okay training one thing but then going in and playing against that midfield is another thing and I think we we've we've not managed the squad as well as we could have we could have rotated a bit more in, in positions and give these players more games maybe that was down to the fact that we've just been so hard hit and centred off we've not allowed it to happen but at the same time it is possible that some of these lads know that the exit door is probably theirs in the summer and you're looking at Keita, Shaqiri, he's not featured for weeks, Oxlade-Chamberlain, they all probably know that. Their names are on the chopping block, so is Klopp seeing a future for them at the club? Possibly not. Do they think that they're on the way out? Possibly, so therefore would they want to jeopardise themselves in terms of an injury and put themselves about too much, or are they just happy to go out there and just plod around for 10 or 15 minutes and take the money and just think, well, I'm out of here and two, three months' time. You, you, you don't know, but I think there's, there's there's various factors that play into it. I don't think it's one definitive thing that you can say it is. But that That's my opinion. Anyway. I think you, you can look at it from various ways. Yeah, just to finish up with the game then, um, I thought 60 minutes. I was crying out for a bit of Curtis Jones. Um and he has, last few weeks, been, for me, a big mess. And I know he kind of, he kind of fallen down the pecking order, but you would have thought a game like this, a young, fit boy who knows how to keep the ball, who knows how to take it in nice space, in, in tight spaces, who has an unbelievably high um, accurate passing percentage, final third, it's one of the highest in the league, um, would have been perfect for these breakaway scenarios that we continue to have in this game, just to find that right pass that we said was missing earlier on um, to give somebody the opportunity to, to roll it across. Um, that is potentially something, hopefully, I don't know, does anybody know how long he's, he's out for? I haven't heard any kind of news. I know we doesn't really mean anything at the minute with Liverpool, but does anybody know was, where we... There was nothing being said. It was just when he was missing last weekend against Villa, 
I think it was. He was just missing with a minor injury. That was all that yeah. was put out on the website. So a minor injury for Liverpool could be anything from two days to two months because Henderson, no, he had a small injury and we don't think we'll see him again this season, do we? Yeah. That's just that's an example. It. So, yes, he, so you would hope that we can get him back soon and he might, he might be able to be the guy that fixes that issue that we're having with just... Just clearly picking the right pass, just doing the right thing at the right time, you know, when we are on a breakaway situation like that, because recently we've been so poor at it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it was a player that was that was doing really well for us, and um, he has sort of fallen down the pack, and had sort of fallen down the pack in order before picking up this knock. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. When we'll when we will see him back. Um, you're absolutely right, though. I mean, I think Jay mentioned it. We we needed we needed some control in the midfield. Um, from about 65 onwards, you could see that we were we were we were getting a bit laggy in there, and it it never quite came. And the subs are um, are a bit of a they're a bit mystery. Of I think is the word you're looking for. Say, say again. Mystery, maybe was the word. I yeah, mystery, concern. Uh, mystery is it for for these ones. Yeah, but concern in the sense that it it does. I don't know whether it is or whether it's a, a seeming thing, but it seems to be happening more and more often that we're questioning the subs and and their their impact. Yeah, um, the thing is, Chief, if you look at Madrid, I think it's fair to say we're all looking at the subs against Madrid in the second leg when it's John and Tiago, and you're thinking, yeah, that's probably the right thing to do. Whereas tonight, it just yeah. does not just not seem that, and neither work for very different reasons. You would think. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised that Salah was was left out. I mean, I know there's been a bit of rotation and whatever, but I I was surprised that Salah was left out Wednesday to Monday, and he's obviously chasing the golden boot and stuff, and you know he's our top scorer. And we'd we'd be we'd be um, we'd be in a sorry state had he not bagged the way he has done this season so far. So I was surprised by that. Um, but with him being left on the bench, I was not surprised to see him on. Uh, you, you knew that would happen. That, that was a, that was a given. Um, so he was always going to be first sub. But the fact then that it took another 15 minutes to get somebody on in, in midfield and, and that person was, was Ox, was um, was a bizarre one for me. But I, yeah, I, it's... It's so strange. I know you have your issues with Chamberlain, but he doesn't even. I come do, on and then the, he misses. He, he fluffs that chance at the end as well. Yeah, but he doesn't even. Him, he doesn't even come on in the midfield. He comes on for Mane, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Yeah. Or does he? Does he? He, he, he comes on for Jota, I think. Comes on for Jota. He comes on for Jota. Comes on for Jota, Jota but Jota. I think we go more of a four-four-two in terms of. Yeah, how but we even still, even Mane. still, the quest, the question remains. How is Naby Keita not putting his putting his pads on at any point during that during that game of football? Yeah, I, I think it's a it's the kind of thing is mental because as in crazy because you know you don't know if it's injuries you don't know if it, a lot of the time it has been injuries but then. 
he's been used in strange ways and then there's times where you feel that Klopp has completely trusted him and, and almost he's, when he's been fit he's almost been the first name on the team sheet and then there's other times where you thought that you know since and before that, that he doesn't trust him at all and or he seems to put him in games that you know he put him in last week against uh, Real Madrid right and he doesn't have a good game so he hooks him but he was setting him. He's setting him up the field there, isn't he? In a way, he's not. He's not played him for weeks, and then he drops him in away. There couldn't be. There couldn't be a more difficult midfield. Never mind the team. Take the team out of it. There couldn't be a more difficult midfield to go up and compete against in world football. Absolutely, and you're going in cold, and then he hooks you after forty odd minutes when he when when you weren't necessarily the worst performer on the pitch. You weren't playing well, but there were others. So. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. So obviously, you would think now that he doesn't fancy him. So, yeah, the, the subs didn't didn't make us better. And as you rightly say, the, the subs against Madrid, we we all looked at it and probably thought that you know it makes sense. You, you can see why it didn't quite work, but you can see why he's done that. This one is uh, the, the, these ones. Well, Salah had to come on as I said, but Chamberlain is odd. Kyle should be coming on. Um, Shakiri is an odd one as well. Yeah, he doesn't trust him that much, maybe. But how do you trust him more, less than you trust Chamberlain? I, I don't get, I don't get that one either. I mean, he's contributed just, just as much. Certainly in recent times, in more recent times, Chamberlain had a, had a very good start to his Liverpool career. But God, that was years ago now. Um, so Shakiri's come on and changed games. He's involved in the winner against Villa. He's a, he's a, he's come on and changed games against United before. You know he you don't know you don't necessarily know what you're going to get from him. But you know five minutes to go. I mean, is it is it is it still one 0 when it is still one 0 when Chamberlain comes on, isn't it? Yeah. The other thing, Chief, there is, and this is the final one. The subs is it's it's what it's eighty six or eighty seven when the goal goes in, and yeah. M- He's not, he hasn't. I couldn't tell you what the lad looks like. I don't think. I think he looks a bit like Joe Allen. But you've got a centre half sitting on the bench there. And listen, I think we forget how much Klopp loves a third centre half for the last five minutes sub. Absolutely loved it. Do you remember Lovren used to come yeah. on for the last five, or Matt used to come on for the last five, and we just used to go to back three, just head balls out of the box. And actually, looking at tonight in hindsight, that wouldn't have been such a bad idea either. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I actually hate that sub, but a lot of times where I gritted my teeth and, and we got over the line with me having kittens after that, that sub had been made. But that one seems to have almost gone out the window in in recent times. That you, you never, well, we don't you have never, the centre-halves to do it. We haven't had the centre-halves well, well, to do it. That, 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 is, that is true, to be fair. <laughs> that is true. Um, we're decimated in that, in that area. But, yeah, yeah, I mean... <clears throat> Look, it's disappointing. This he he didn't get the subs right tonight, and um, I think he's maybe he he is a little bit burnt out by the bench, but um, he's gonna have to find it from somewhere over the next. We've got what six games now to go, five or six. Six, isn't it? Yeah, six to go, and we need points, so we need to pick ourselves up, and you know, he needs to. Klopp needs to needs to do whatever he whatever he can to 
I mean, I think they'll be, they'll be grand, you know, they'll be disappointed, but like we said, we're still in it, and there, there's enough football to go to, to get that top four, but um, it's, as Jay said, just fucking, could it not just be over? <laughs> yeah, Andy, it's United then. Um, it's United next, isn't it? No, Newcastle then United. Oh, that's all right. Fine. It's Newcastle next. So Newcastle. Newcastle have just decided to start scoring goals again. United, Newcastle United have decided to start winning games for like yeah. the first time ever. And they've got St. Maximum back, who people will have a variety of different opinions. Bottom line is he's a live wire and he's dangerous and he will run at you and he will he will exploit space in behind and Again, it's the it's it's the home hoodoo. Um, I know we got over the line against Villa, but I think everybody's insecurities about our form and um, ability to manage games at the minute went out the window tonight again. So, you know, those two points drop. Every point drop becomes more valuable as the season gets closer to the end because there's simply less of them to go out and win. So it, it, we've literally left our, ourselves no room for error now, have we? No, that that's you've hit the nail on the head there. That's exactly what I was about to say because there were seven games left and it looked like five very winnable fixtures plus Leeds United away plus Manchester United away. Now we all know what our records like at Old Trafford. You certainly don't want to hang your hat on on us getting three points there. And it looked tonight like we were going to scrape the three points in our second most difficult game, which would have set us in, in fantastic stead. It would have put us in the top four, uh, albeit a couple of teams around us have games in hand. But they also all have to play each other pretty much. Uh, and Ch- uh, Chelsea have to go to Man City. Um, so, you know, there were going to be points dropped there. There are going to be points dropped outside of those clubs playing each other as well, because that's what teams going for the top four do. They don't get eight, nine, ten wins in a row the way Liverpool and Man City were doing in the last couple of seasons. Um, so, yeah, it is a concern. We've left ourselves with no room for error. I would say the five games... Um, so, I mean, if people like watch, uh, follow the fixture difficulty written on, on fantasy football, basically you can look at a team and, you know, it'll put, uh, you green if it's an easy fixture, gray if it's a neutral one and, and red if it's a difficult fixture. And we had a lot of green in there, but, um, we're now find ourselves outside the top four, a couple of teams above us have games in hand. So I do think we're probably going to have to win five of the last six, maybe even get a draw at Old Trafford. Um, and that will start with this weekend, half 12 against Newcastle. Newcastle have a, a very good record against the uh, the teams around us this season. They beat Everton twice, drew with Spurs twice. I believe they also beat Newcastle twice. Or sorry, they, they beat West Ham twice as well. So, um, and obviously they got the point against us at Christmas time. So, you know, Steve Bruce, for all his faults, for all the... The fact that he, he shouldn't be in this, he shouldn't be in this job, he shouldn't be in a Premier League job, seems to have a bit of a knack of, of, of making his teams tough to beat and, 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 and he'll do that again. So, yeah, I mean, you mentioned San Maximan there. I remember when I was living in France, he just actually re-signed, I think, from Lyon. I think he maybe went to Lyon, had a really tough time of it. Uh, I was getting a lot of criticism from the media. And he came back to, to Nice and played in the Champions League qualifiers that year, which they qualified for, and did really, really well and had a fantastic season. And so I've kind of been following him since then. And I'm a big fan of his, even though he, he, he kind of needs to add, uh, add numbers to his game, much in a similar vein to Adama Traore. But yeah, he is a live wire. He's going to cause us problems. And, you know, that's, that's, uh, 
for a team like that who there's not much else exciting about them for their fans so you know somebody like that who is a bit unpredictable can can get fans off their feet so he's a he's a concern you know he's a, he's a really good player but i do feel as though you know the performance for the large part of tonight was was decent will create chances against them um and yeah i think we'll I think, do you want me to give a score prediction or is this yeah i'll, I'll go yeah uh, go on why not all right i'll go I think well, actually, yeah, I think I think we might win four nil here, actually, which might seem like a mad shot, but uh, yeah, <laughs> the of mad shot. I know, I know. I can just see it. I can just see it. I can see the the game opening up a little bit, getting a couple of early goals, cashing in on some of the XG that we were, were probably due from the last couple of weeks with how bad the finishing's been. So yeah, we'll cash all that in, win four nil. All right, okay, <laughs> right. Um, I think. I'll- Second time tonight, I'm picking myself up off the floor from an empty comments. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay, how are you feeling about this one? It, you know, it's not it's not the sort of game that that we've we've performed well in this season. These are the ones that these are the ones that have really really caused us problems. Um, I can't see anything different at, at the weekend. No, not really. I mean, I watched the game on the. Saturday, I think it was against West Ham. Um, Andy, were that's probably the best I've seen Newcastle in years. Um, they were lively, um, but it was same maximum, which, which Andy said is where all their danger is. Um, and you know exactly how they're going to come. They're going to come to Anfield. They're going to put nine, ten men behind the ball. Probably play Callum Wilson up on his own and St. Maximum breaking from midfield. So you know, the, it doesn't take a genius to say, well. That's what you're going to be playing against. You've now got four or five days on the four days probably on the training field to to figure out a plan of how you're going to cope with something different. Um, and the reality is, we probably won't. We'll probably roll out a four-three-three. We'll probably have the same midfield, maybe one change. We might bring Salah back in for one of the front three, and it'll just be rinse and repeat. Um, so. If we get out of there with a 2-0 victory, I'll be made up. But that's genuinely how I feel. Now I've got to the point of just get the season over and done with. I said weeks ago that we needed 25 from 27. We're still on course for that, but that means now we've got to win all our remaining games. And you know, someone said earlier on, the likelihood is you're going for top four, you are going to drop points somewhere else. So the reality probably is we, we're probably only going to get with 22, maybe 23. But we need to get back on track this weekend because the lads who decided the, the teams in and around us have got games midweek. I think Chelsea have got Brighton, Leicester have got West Brom. Um, you'd imagine, given the the highs of semi-final FA Cup wins, they're they're probably going to go into them games quite confident and win them. So we're already behind the eight ball again, even though we kick off first of the weekend because of what we did tonight. Yep, Chief. Um, do you see any changes? Well, you expect you would expect to see changes, but does he just do the four-three-three, or or does he does he just go fucking just throw? I can't be I can't be bothered trying to decide which one to leave out now. So just play all four of them. Yeah, I think he might. To be honest, I mean, I think at this point, I think he might too. You've got nothing. He's got nothing to lose by doing that, and he's 
he's only got the one competition. He's not going to think about any other games. He's just, you know, getting the, the points and, and the goals, essentially, in, in this. And to be fair, I, I apart from Jada, I don't think any of the, any of the other front any other of the front three works that well as a sub. Bobby rarely performs well as a sub. Salah we've seen tonight not hasn't done so well uh, and generally starts anyway. And uh, Manny's never, as far as I can remember, I don't think he's ever let it let things up as a as a sub again. Very rarely been a sub to be fair to him. But yeah, I, I don't think necessarily bringing them off the bench with with twenty to go. When, when you need a goal, massively changes it, except for, for Jota. He's kind of been that, been, been that one. Um, so if you are going to leave one out, I would, I would just do that. But I think he might do the four and I'd be tempted to do it, certainly. Okay. Score prediction from you. Well, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's a difficult one. It'll probably be tight. They'll, they'll come and sit and sit, but, Generally at Anfield we do well against Newcastle, not so well at St James's. So I think I probably think we'll do all right as well. But some Maximans playing well, so maybe three one Liverpool. Three one, okay. Four four nil, two nil, three one. I'm I'm happy with any of those. So um, yeah, until next time then. After well, until I don't know, whatever after. We talk about the European Super League, up the European Super League, sell out capitalist Reds. 